Yeah, man. All right, yo, we back with another episode of Say No More Podcast, man. My life not yours, man. It's your boy Wayne. We back, man. Got a special guest in the building, man. You know what I mean? He actually from here, you know what I mean? But the motherfucker be out of town so much. He probably not even from here no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, all, I'm always repping, man. <laughs> I'm always repping, dog. Now, originally from the north side of Minneapolis, man, but I've been gone since uh, for about 15 years now. Ah, damn, man. What shit? Well, welcome back, man. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm sitting here with Seymour uh, Cash, man. I said that shit right, man? Yes, sir. Seymour Cash, better known as uh, SMC, you know what I'm saying, for the corporate branding. But, SMC, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to yeah, do that. Yes, yeah, for the corporate branding. Yeah, that's yeah. how you know you on it, man. So you've been going for fifteen years. Fifteen years, man. Uh, ah, damn, yeah, it's been a ride, dog. It's man, been so, quite the ride. Yeah, so let me just kind of get into the beginning of it. Then fifteen years, though. So like, what was kind of who were you? Because fifteen years is a long time. You probably a whole different person right now. You know what I mean? So who was you fifteen years ago? Like, you know what I mean? You probably you clearly was younger. Yeah, you know what I mean, Had absolutely different goals and shit. So like, who was you? Um. Shit, man, to be honest with you, bro, my story is so crazy because, uh, you know, shout out to my barber, GP, for, uh, you know, saying, plugging this all in with you, dog. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, for me, man, I grew up in the gang life, um, like every other Northside kid. Um, played basketball, man, was able to escape, man. Took a couple cats out of, out of Minnesota to L.A. with me, man. I had a dream, though. Was, you know, I wanted to level up business-wise and, and level up with the music. And shit, I just was like, yo, I got to get up out of here. This ain't going to be the place where I'm going to explode or be able to do my thing. And that's, like, kind of crazy now because, like, 15 years ago, you saw that, like, this, I got to move right seen now. Seen this as a kid, man. Yeah. Like, I was seeing people get their motherfucking head blown off, you know what I'm saying, at seven or eight years old. So I'm like, my uncle was deep in the gang shit, uh, got tangled up in that. But by high school, man, uh, pretty much moved in with my godmother in Brooklyn Park. Shout out her, man, and, and was able to really get on the right path. Got really nice at basketball, ended up getting a scholarship, and then uh, dropped out of dropped out of college at 18, man, and dropped back into the streets. And it was time. I was like, yo, got into a, a few little street beats, and it was like, okay, it's time to get, out of, get out of here. It's time to get out of here. Man. Where'd you play high school at? Man, I played at Brooklyn Center, man. Make oh, okay, All-American okay. nominated. Oh, for Shout real? out to BC Centaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Dead ass? Dead ass, bro, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Send me them highlights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We, he, he, he'll tell I you that. Hoop, I used to hoop, but I oh, wasn't, word, okay. yeah, but I wasn't no, no All-American. I didn't mean none of that. I was an all-conference in St. Paul type of thing. Oh, word, you know word, I mean? word. Where'd you, where'd you go? I went to Central. You went to Central. Okay, yeah, okay, Central. okay, I okay. I graduated uh, 11, 2011, so I'm like. I'm 04, man, so you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was some 04 was like was the crazy? Oh. Minnesota had, like like don't get me wrong. Shout out to you know the, the new generation. I don't know yeah. what they feeding these little niggas. These little niggas, <laughs> these niggas is just, big. Like, big as hell. That's a but, fact. But, but but I will say because I honestly right now I feel like the Minnesota we got the most young niggas in the league. That's a fact, man. man. That's a fact. I just see them exploding. When I came up, and that's what I say. Like you see how you even know I was McDonald's All American nominated, but and I let the state and assist and uh steals my senior year and my junior year I let the state in the uh, assist. So I had to heard of this nigga somewhere. No, um, I had to have. <laughs> but it, but it's crazy cuz it's like no but when I came up it was just a different time there wasn't no social media, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So when you you had that good game, you know, you might have got your name in the paper or something like that, but it wasn't no that was going to get out I'm to like, the West no. Coast or to the South where people can come recruit you. So and going to Brooklyn Center like nobody was really checking for us until you know what I'm saying um Niggas was at the top of the scoring and the top of the uh, steals and assists, uh, you know, for the for the league and the conference. So, shout out to BC, man. Yeah, yeah shout out to that, man. Shout out to basketball. That shit low-key bridges gaps in life. And it shit. took me, honestly, be honest with you, basketball took me around the world, man. That actually. You that, played overseas, too? 
Uh, t- I played in the NBA uh, D League for a quick stint. Um, got hurt and, and got up out of there. But I played in the ABA and was headed to Australia before I actually hurt my back and was done after that. Ah oh, damn! So you was doing a, you was doing a lot of different things. Oh, in my hand, he'll tell you. Yeah. Damn, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we did, we did. <laughs> a lot of life. <laughs> a lot of life live, man. A lot of life live. No, nah, man, that's how it is, man. But uh, so like just going back, you know what I mean? Just you being back here, like what's like the one of the biggest things? Because you know us, you know what I mean? When we in Minnesota, we always hear the wild shit about California, yeah. Illuminati, Hollywood parties. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been there for 15 years. Is that is there is there some truth to that shit that Man, they be talking about? It's a lot about? of truth to it. It's a lot of truth. I bear a lot of people's secrets as well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I leave it at that. Okay. I, I bear yeah. a lot of people's secrets as well. But no, nah, it's true. Um, but it's not it's not what you think it is, and it always doesn't look like you think it does. Right. You know, you say that, then it's like, yo, that's some weird shit. But when you get there, it's like people fucking with each other. You, it always is that feeling like, you know, that's the problem with it. Because if you're from a place like we from, when we get out right. there and we start mixing with certain people, we look at that as opportunity. They might look at that as prey. See the difference? Yeah. Yep. So it's opportunity for you because you get to be around the shit and see certain things. But they looking at it as, how can I suck the energy? How can I suck the the business? How can I suck the the artistic value of this person out of them without them knowing knowing. that's what I'm on? Exactly. That shit always might come with like a hug or handshake. or Pan, hug, shade, invite to the studio. Hey, that's dope. You can actually pan. Oh, cool. Come on, come to the studio. And then, you know, next thing you know, you got motherfuckers stealing your flow, stealing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, and it's it's, it's messed up, man. And they call it business out there when that shit happens. Well, it is business. It's all business. And, And when you learn, the quicker you learn that, the easier the flow, the less your feelings are hurt, the mm-hmm. less you start to look at situations and evaluate them as being uh, what you think it is. It's not, right. this is what it is, this is how they move, and this is what they want, and this is what I can provide, and this is where I'm willing to meet you in the half. You really niggas can't just be, you can't be gullible. You gotta just have your eyes open. No, I mean, I think we all been gullible, though, I, and I ain't gonna front to you. Not, I wasn't, I was never the super gullible dude. You right, know what I'm saying? Because right, right. we come from the hood, you yeah, got them facts, instincts, facts, you know what I'm saying? Facts, so facts, yep. you never lose your way about you, but you had the optimism, the optimistic view of when I get here, my presence gonna be felt, and they gonna like what I'm bringing to the table. Everybody out here from Minnesota is like, man, once I get to, and it's not like that. Right. It's not like that at all. Yeah, I hear about a lot of these dudes here, like especially the artists here, man. These dudes <coughs> literally, uh, they you know create the buzz here, right? Yeah, and yeah. They, and they hold on to the local buzz here, and I'm like, my nigga. You got to go somewhere else and get, like really get the energy. Like, yeah, no, hundred yeah, percent. And and it's kind of like you know I look at it like uh, we're all our own stock, right? So right. who's evaluating the stock, right? So you look at shareholders. There's shareholders all around the world in these stocks that we we see on Wall Street. You want to get your music in the same atmosphere as that and look at it like that. Okay, I got this market locked down. These shareholders in this market, how do I get more shareholders in different markets right. that actually can spread the word and buy into the value of whatever that is, whether that's reposting your stuff, whether that's investing in your stuff, whether that's buying your merch or your music. So it's the same type of thing. And you want to go there because that's the place like a Wall Street where you can get it appraised. You think you think like the importance of going there now is still the same as it was like back in the day, though? Like say like. Well, I just think we look at it. There. Yeah, but it's still I mean, at the end of the day, we still know that this place, New York, Atlanta, yeah. Houston, these places where your stock as an artist get appraised. You go there and they say, hey, he really is what they say he is. Or, you know, what I'm saying he's Those really are the main not markets for people to go. If you really. Yeah. Want if you want to get your yeah. music appraised. And that's how I look at it. Like it, to me, the, the difference is you don't have to go there to get it 
deal. I mean, you do got to kind of go there to get a deal, but you don't have to. But the main thing is that's where they're going to tell you if you hot or not or how to or where to market your music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, damn, man, just just speaking on L.A. in general, man, like, that shit's been like a... Like a, I don't know what the fuck you call LA now. I mean, it's been like that in LA. But it has, you know I mean? but it's yeah. it's different. Social media makes it a lot yeah. different. I came before social media, so so you just like regular shit. You know what I'm saying? Sadly, we got our, like, I think we got here. our deal in oh oh eight. Me and my cousin Don, shout out my cousin Don Benjamin, um, that's from the town too. Um, but we got our deal. I think in oh eight we was tying. Um, what was your first deal with? It was with Universal and Billionaire Cat, um, oh, independent okay. through Universal and. Uh, we end up getting dropped after, you know, I think about six months after we cut our first album, we end up getting dropped in the, in the head of the label and she ended up going to jail. Um, oh, it was a whole, this was a whole, <laughs> it was a whole lot of whoa. things I dodged. That was how we got, was able to get out of our contract. Um, a few label mates, the people that were, you know, Chopper City that was um, with making the band, he was oh, just joining at the same time as we was getting on with them. And uh, it was another dude out of the Bay called Pretty Black, uh, rest in peace. Uh, we met these cats some years back, man, and um, yeah, man, we was able to get away from the whole little thing, but it was a good ride and good learning right. experience, introduction to the industry for sure. I mean, yeah, like getting, especially like you said, you went there, you said you- uh, I you, got that, so after six months of me moving to LA, man, you got we, that we got that deal on the Oh, table. man, yeah, that gotta yeah. be like the most inspiring shit ever, like, yo, anything's possible, no? Like, Well, you know well I mean? yeah, but it's like, um, I think I called, it's funny because like, I was the one out of my group, I always had foresight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And invested in the group. But I was always like, yo, this is a little good to be true. I'm going to ride with it. But, you know what I'm saying? I already was knowing the pitfalls oh, of what so come with this shit, right? Like, damn, this shit just happened. And it wasn't like it happened easy because we was grinding it out. But six months, you know, in L.A., people take years. I hear 10 <laughs> years, 11 years. Man, facts. That's <laughs> you know why I'm, I'm like, shit, six months. I got that. No, nah, but our hustle was different and our look was different. We had a very different look, you know what I'm saying? But... The look and being from the hood was the appeal, you know what I'm saying? Because right. we wasn't on the, like the, the just the oh the pretty boy look. It was like nah, these niggas live in Inglewood, so we went from the north side to the Inglewood of L.A. So you know, being there, we really embraced Inglewood like I embraced the north side. So wherever I live at, no matter, and I've lived all over the United States from New York to Dallas to fucking Connecticut to. You know what I'm saying? Seattle, you name it. Been around the whole United States. You know but you got to embrace where you at. So, you know, right. we just embraced it. We threw party. I think my first party we threw there, we threw a house party there in Inglewood. And somebody got killed. I'm talking about at my house party. Cops came in, questioned everybody. Right? So this is three weeks after I moved to Inglewood. So I was just like, yo, I'm gaining this experience how I would if I was in the hood. But now I'm in somebody else's hood. Right. And I could be scared of walking around every day or I could embrace the people I'm around and get to know these people, right? So right. just every day, just politicking, man. and, and, and that, Yeah, really networking, just getting out, you know what I mean? That's how I met a lot of my friends, you know what I'm saying? A lot of my closest friends is from Inglewood. Shout out to Inglewood, man, and Long Beach. Uh, some homies from Compton, man. We, but these were the cats I connected with on the ground. So about time that we started to really make some noise, um, I had that security around me. I ain't never been robbed. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? None of that in L.A., thank God. But I seen it. I just got to man. see it up close and personal every day. And looking at that shit nowadays, man, like, you being like, you know what I mean? Because I got to say, you like a you, you like an OG. You an older dude to the audience. Yeah. Like, these rappers that, that's moving around and shit. A young like, OG. A, a young, young OG. OG. <laughs> yeah, you know what I was going to say? Yeah, yeah, young OG, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but so, like, you being that, it's almost like, What's your advice to some of these younger, you know, these younger cats that ain't got the proper guidance? You know what I mean? Because they might not listen to, you know, it's, I always tell people it, it, it's easier to listen to somebody that is literally in the same position as you. Like, Absolutely. Whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like This whole thing, you know, I, I think, and I say back to the gang culture because it is it's very negative, you know what I'm saying, what the gang culture is about. But what it taught me and, and how it was different when I was coming up, my uncle was a gov for the, 
you know what I'm saying, the GD gang. And um, But he taught me peace, right? A lot of my friends, my best friend was a blood. I grew up with another best friend, a vice lord. But he taught us camaraderie and he taught us respect and he taught us principles and morals. So what's missing right now, we all come up in the inner cities and, and there's gangs around us, but when you standing on business, right? My mm. uncle stood on business. He taught me how to stand on business. Before I'm a anything, this is what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? And this is how we're going to support other people. So I never really, it was never about gangs or colors with me. It was about standing on principle and about taking care of yours and fulfilling whatever dreams that you have to fulfill while you're this, on this earth. So right. just learning that, and I would say that to the to the younger generation because everybody want to bash him and say drill music, but now nah, we had gangster rap then. Yeah. Right? So, and as an older cat, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because we, we peddled that, the early 2000s, you know what I'm saying, the mid-2000s, like we were peddling that in our music, and it wasn't just about that. I would encourage these kids to more tell about their story, how well-rounded you are, right? Yeah. I don't just want to hear about the drills. I want to hear about you being in love. I want to hear about um, your business savvy. I want to hear about how was your upbringing. So when you can put that into a story and elaborate that, it no longer uh, puts that energy of people wanting to come get you. People look at it as a story opposed to it's directly at me. Yeah, I agree, man. Because even me, like, I was like, I remember, like, because... It's a lot of parts into this shit. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like it, Absolutely. You could definitely say, you, you can't just single-handedly blame drill music. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, nah, nah, Cause nah. Like, cause like you said, like we had 50 Cent. Like 50 yeah, we played a part. Yeah, like and like when I look back, I always tell people, like I remember uh, Lil Durk, it was an old Lil Durk interview. They asked him, like, yo, uh, who'd you listen to growing up? He, mm. said, he said, we didn't listen to the industry. If anything, we listened to 50 Cent. Yeah. And then that's literally what he said. I'm like, they ain't listen. He's saying that we ain't listen to the radio. We listen to that. We made our own music, but we did listen to Fifty. Exactly. So it's exactly. almost like you know what I mean. But it's 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 almost like damn social media too. Then they got the lean. Then they, like, yeah. they low key they up to they up against different odds that we wasn't. Well, up it's just, well the thing is is the marketing right. So now that with too, the social media, no, I mean to me that's the biggest thing. I went to school for marketing, business and marketing. So for me. Um, seeing how marketing works, having a consulting business and consulting with brands and clients where you get to see the intersection of the thing that lies in between, which is the marketing, how they market. Mm -hmm. When you market something so widespread to people who are actually gullible or in weak positions, they're going to gravitate to that, right? Right. And seeing it over and over again and seeing that, hey, if I talk about these type of things, even if I don't do it, it will get me somewhere I think that's the thing. It's almost like auto tune when auto tune came, yeah, came, came yeah, about. Yeah, but it was almost even even see auto tune to me is just enabled people to do what they really couldn't do or made it a little better than what you could do. If you could sing, it took you to another level. If you couldn't sing, you could make it sound like you almost could sing. But that marketing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That intersection that specific of marketing. marketing, marketing like you're going like, into that crowd. We're doing it to that girl, crowd girl. and we knew that they're susceptible to what we're talking about. That was the thing that really broke the camel's back when it came to the industry, in my in my opinion. When do you think that that like at what time do you think it was transitioning to that? Was it around the Chief Keith? Was was it around then? Nah, see, when I came to LA, being in the mecca of marketing, you know what I'm saying, it changes mm -hmm. your aspect, right? Because when we got to LA in '08, you got to think we was on my with MySpace was just getting kind of heavy, right? Yeah, so facts. our MySpace was juking, <laughs> but the MySpace only allowed you into the section of what whatever that person was doing. Now it's into the intersection of life. So yeah. now everything is marketed. Before, I just wanted to market my music. Now I got to market you uh, this product, that product. I got to market you uh, my personal life. I got to market you my relationship. Like, like it's a lot of marketing still, right? Yeah. So it gave people parts into your life that you never had to share before. 
And with that transition, and I say about 2011, 12, where it really stuck and you started to be able to book. I got into modeling around that time where it was like, damn, you could actually take your social media and run over here. And then, and then they check your social media and they say, oh, we're going to actually cast this dude. You know what I'm saying? So you're seeing that intersection again of marketing. How could I market myself via MySpace, Facebook, Instagram to put myself in a better situation? And people are willing to put everything out there to get themselves into a situation where they can make money. Oh, that shit's just crazy in general, just because I didn't even know, like, that's when, because, you know, it was like, it was like, a, it's like chain reaction to things happening. You got the, but I'm, I was watching it. And yeah. you seeing that happen, like, I didn't know that. I'm behind the scenes watching yeah. the whole thing, like, okay, this is their plan, this is their rollout. I'm yeah. hearing things behind the scenes, so I'm telling my cousins, like, yo, the music industry about to switch. So, we got to figure out how to switch, how to, with, how to switch it. with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And my cousin, shout out to my cousin Don, man. He killed the social media thing. Um, he was on America's Next Top Model. He's oh, a, word? Yeah, yeah. Um, Don Benjamin. Don Benjamin? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do my homework. I, yeah, I'm yeah. You know homework. what I'm saying? Um, big from the town, but I, we came out to L.A. together, and I was still kind of in the streets and in, in business heavy at the time and playing ball. So I wasn't really messing. I was messing with the social media, but right. not. he went and took the social media thing early. and just early and I'm watching him and I'm like yo why is he doing these but the funny thing is we was doing these skits in 08 had a YouTube channel but I thought nothing of it right, right. I thought right. nothing of it we just did it I had a lot of footage he started taking the series when the shit popped off and I'm just like now nah, look at him it's like 2 million followers later okay he was architecting but we already knew it was coming we could see it again we're in the mecca of Social, social, social media, media, you right. know what I'm saying? So we're watching these people. Every corner, you're starting to see people holding cameras and shooting stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, this is coming. I got to revolutionize my hustle now. Damn, so it's almost like you got to just switch with the game, and you saw that shit changing. Out yeah, but I, I, didn't, I didn't really, be honest with you, I did, but I did it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because I ain't going to front. My career would be a lot further um, right now. Had I, 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 I didn't want to buy into it, you know what I'm saying, until it got so big, and now it's like, okay, damn. I could have bought in a little earlier. Right. But it's because I also, too, the lifestyle I was living, I, I felt like a lot of young artists are really in the streets and you still on the social media. That wasn't my thing. Like, if I was still involved in the streets, you would I never see that social via my social media. Right. My social media led a whole different life than when I was doing this or that, right? right? And it was almost like that was the front. Nowadays, kids don't might not even be doing that, but they're acting like they're doing that on social media, <laughs> even if they're not. So it causes unwanted attention, right? Terrible, man. Like, yeah. I literally would see a youngster on there, this young kid on there, like just be talking shit for no reason. I'd be like, "Do you know the niggas that you even dissing? Are you just talking?" And it's like it's scary. It's, that's, <laughs> that, that's why I'm, I just be like, "You don't even know these niggas. Like, I don't know yeah. what." Like and like, and that's why you kind of just you can't ridicule them. You kind of got to just sit back and kind of just talk to them. But you know, yeah, coach them. But and also just, I mean, to me, I, I, I always say the past is undefeated. Because we can grab the facts from the past. And the only thing to really, I think you can't sit in no young dude face and be like, you got to change this. Yeah, it's, it's like, nah, it's you got to show them the results. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And have it in your personal life. I don't, like, not to be funny or nothing, I think there's a lot of social media gurus that, like, try to preach to people. And it's like, I don't want to hear that shit because you ain't been through it. That's you know what I'm fact. saying? So I realized when I went through it, it was an obligation for me to tell you the real from the past and what came with mine, which was, you know, feds. Tapping phones, all types of shit, right? So you got to tell them what's the real. And they're seeing now, you got to look. The past always comes. You got the young thug situation. All these situations yeah. come to pass. And then you be like, Passing oh, shit. Over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, over and over moves. and over again. So I'm not going to fight with you, youngster. I'm just going to show you the rollout of what's going on right now. And what happened with me and how I was able to escape it. It's up to you if you want to listen. And that's what it is at the end of the day with me. Even, you know what I mean, with, with the... Uh 
my nephews, you know what I mean? Mm. I, who, who, I, who I got to give game to? You at a certain age, bro, you make the choices, man. You know what the outcome is. Yeah, you know what the you're outcome not, is. You're not a baby. You want people to treat you like an adult. We're going to treat you like one. But I'm going to tell you like tell you like this. You black, and they're going to treat you way worse. worse. <laughs> so I'm trying fact. to tell you, you that's know what I fact. mean? And that's like, it hurts. Yeah. When you keep on seeing somebody you love make the mistakes. But it's like, at the end of the day, all you can do, like you just said, is just try to, you know what I mean? Like, I always tell people, like... I always like a, like you know like therapists and shit right. I be always be like, half the, like you're a therapist. You talking to half these people, which you never dealt with these people's problems ever. You never have. Never, like, never. Like, like it's easy for like a drug counselor who's never tried crack to be like, hey, you guys shouldn't do crack. I'd yeah, ra- I'd rather hear a recovering addict. Absolutely. Or he could still even be a functioning addict. I would rather hear him saying. Don't do this shit. This shit'll get a hold man, of absolutely. you. Absolutely. And then this you're gonna be like this. You know what I mean? Like, but also too, man, we gotta stop criticizing the setup mentor program. That's why I've been mentoring my whole life. You know what I'm saying? My whole life has been service. You know, that's how me and my barber met. He came to me. You know what I'm saying? Me, yeah. He came you could you can uh he came to me pretty much um about ten years ago. Damn. About eleven, about twelve years ago or something like that, right? Um <laughs> and uh, you know, I was on tour with two chains at the, at the time, and he was like, "Yo, I've been following your movement. I got a, a movement, a brotherhood called Touchdown." Um, and he had been following the movement and seeing what me and my cousin had did, and he was just like, "Yo, like, how do I become, you know?" And this is before the barbering, so it was like I was just trying to find this angle. And be honest with you, I, I keep it so I tell people this story because I don't mentor everybody. You got to have some menu, a little ambition, and you kind of got to track me down a little bit. And he was just persistent, and uh, he was like, "Yo." I want to book you up here. And I was like, first of all, I ain't going to front besides the two chain thing that my old manager set me up with. I really wasn't around. I was booked. I was always being booked out the country where I was being booked um, around right. LA. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like to have somebody be like, well, I want to book you. You know what I'm saying? Cause was, Minnesota, we know it's hard to support here. Like people don't support uh, as much here. So, Oh, y'all heard that? And he, he ain't lived here for 15 years. Y'all Why you think that? I left? Why you think, I, le- Why you think I left? Every open mic I didn't did, right? It was oh my God. very, very hard to support. And don't get me wrong, like at my height, like in Minnesota, because that's when I knew I can go to LA and really do my thing. We really did have it popping, but it was it was still like that. I could tell it was that backhanded support. So I said, yeah. cool, I'm going to get on out of here. But he, you know what I'm saying, was like, yo, I'm going to continue supporting you from the town. Here's $3,000 for the show. You know what I'm saying? I only got 1500 up front. Um, I can't pay you the whole thing right now, but after the show, I give it to you. And then the show didn't do what it was supposed to do. We booked the show on St. Paul. He didn't properly promote, which he was new to everything. So right. I kind of come, but I seen the ambition. I said, yo, he said he was going to do something. And then he owed me this money. And I was like, kind of cool off of him. And he was like, nah, I'm going to continue to pay you. So you pay me $200. Here. So the money was paid. And I said, yo, this is different. Like, people from Minnesota usually disappoint because nah, they'll, they, they'll, fucking they'll fuck you, off, right? You know what I'm saying? They'll block you, you know what I mean? Like, like they don't know you. Like, literally, you'll see them in the spot. Yeah, I'm going to do dumb. some shit right I say that because I'm like, going to do something right now in business in Minnesota, man. And you know who you is, too. A couple of people owe me some money out here. Promoters? I don't even want to talk I about it. But it's, it's yeah, about $25,000 yeah. owed out here. Oh, whoa. But, yeah. but, but I will say it's this. Like, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, and we, ain't, we ain't even studying it like that. But I say that. I say that to say this, that, like, that was the thing that oh, allowed me to say, you know what, I'm going to put you under my wing and show you some things, right? right. And so when he did that, um, you know, we came cool again. We started, play, you know, chop, talk, chopping it up again. And then, um, you know, out of nowhere, he just came out to L.A. He was like, I'm going to pop up on you in L.A. I, you know, I got some personal shit going on. I'll pop up on you. I put him through some tests or whatever because to me, I can't have you around me. I've been building this shit for 15 years. I can't just have you around me and uh, 
homie really, you know, stood on principle. Um, I made him sleep in his car for about, what, a week, week or two. Um, he slept in his car. Um, and then I was like, okay, he's serious. You know what I'm saying? He stayed out. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to show you this business shit. You know what I'm saying? What are you working on right now? And how can I be of service to you? And he was like, I really want to do this barbering. And he'd been asking me for like 10 years to cut my hair. I said, bro, I pay $150 a haircut. You're not cutting my damn hair, baby. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, no, 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 I really, I really, I really could do this. You know what I'm saying? And finally, I was just like, let me let this nigga cut my hair. Yeah. I said, oh, shit, like, he actually nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, fine. dude been really, so I gave him some pointers on that. I'm like, yo, you know, this is a dope haircut, but if you do X, Y, and Z, I should feel like this when I leave the chair. And he really took that to heart. So I watched this man with no barber license. You know what I'm saying? I taught him how to go in these barber shops. He already had the, he was already energetic. He already was ambitious. How do you go in these barber shops and talk to these people without having a barber's license and get them to let you in the shop to cut, right? Right. You know, this is how you approach these people, um, these these celebrities. How do you jump in their DM? And I just watched my man's grind it when he was in LA. So we just been we've been we've been killing it ever since, man. Yeah, man, that's what's up, man. For real, man. Cause like a lot of like you said, a lot of people here, bro, it'll be the simplest things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they people just do shady shit, like you just said. You could have like Well, you do shady shit when you ain't been through the fire, right? The shady shit is to get mm. around the hard shit, right? So uh, I really slept, I really was homeless, you know what I'm saying? I really slept in a car in L.A. I really, so, you know, I speak from a place of, like, I, why would I want to cut? If I've been doing all this, why I got to cut the corners now? Right. I'm not here to, to shit on nobody now. I, right. I've done no hard stuff. So I, if I've been doing it right this time and I've been grinding and making a name for myself, to put smut on my face or on my name is not going to do me any, it's going to do a disservice to what I'm really trying to accomplish in the, in the, in in the end goal, right? right yep. I want to be, I want people to see me and say, yo, Ain't no smut on that homie name. When he said he gonna do business this way, you know, you say you gonna have me, I'm here. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no, we don't do the Hollywood thing. We gonna, we gonna show up and do what we said we gonna do. If I uh, say I'm gonna perform, I don't care if there's one person there or 100,000 people, I'm there. And I'm gonna perform the same exact way. So that's the thing. We gotta start realizing our resume, our rapport with people is everything. No, that's the real shit, man. So like, what was like your, uh, I, I wanna talk about this, because this shit's like kind of big. What was like your main reaction when you first saw, uh, you got win. You got win. That you know what I mean. Big Sean. You know what I mean. Mm, yeah. Took one of your songs. Like, 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 like. What was like? Cause I saw that shit in dudes, and I was like, Yo, what's good, brother? What's good, champ? Rico six hundred in the building, man. What's good. What's good. You know what I mean. Shout out to the ice cream, Paul. You know what I mean. What's good, brother? <laughs> oh yeah, you know you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, uh, my first reaction to um, the Big Sean thing was really. Um, it was it was flattery, honestly. Like when I first heard it, I said, "Yo, like, cause my when I, my shit went on world star." So that that was the other thing. It was like I really had grinded hard. Um, shout out to my my, my boy, um, my my boy for putting me on world star, helping me get on world star. But we got the big picture video on world star, man, and that shit went up. You know what I'm saying? I remember I was competing against like Rick Ross. I was competing against a few other people that day, because you know World Star changes the videos every two to three days. Yeah, facts, facts. So after like two days, though, um, I seen the shit was up to like four and a half million. I'm like, yo, we <laughs> on the way, but I'm, I'm in the streets at the time, so I'm like, kind of like, you know what I'm saying, I got beef in the streets, so I'm kind of moving in this, so I'm getting booked, but uh, I took, you know, I was going through a divorce too at the time, so I'm like, a lot going on in my life. That's what the whole song Bounce, Bounce, Bounce Back was about. So it wasn't even about, like when he, when he took the song, it was like, damn, this is really my life. You right. know what I'm saying? Anybody in the video from my cousin Don, these were all my Inglewood homeboys that I came up with. So you, I'm really talking about my life, and you actually went and made it like a, a fun thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't even think to even include me or ask me about, you know what I'm saying? A wave that I had started. Because no, at the time, nobody was even talking about 
um, bouncing back. It was everything right. was like, I got everything. Nobody was like, yo, I started from the bottom or I lost it all and I'm here right. to bounce back. That wasn't even like the, the frame framework of where people was at. So it just was flattery. And then I thought I was tripping. And How did he I'm, get it? How the fuck did he even get that shit? Well, he got it because it was, like I said, it was out on Worldstar. And he had a song on Worldstar with Jenny Aiko that was out that Those same day. stole the song that was already out. Like- but the ties are so crazy. So, so Hitmaker... And uh, a cat named Krishan worked on the song. Krishan from here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So you gotta remember, like they in the camp, right? So mm-hmm. my song out in 2015. You gotta remember his shit dropped in 2016, right? So my shit out. It already did what it did. But my, I'm not taking all the bookings right now because, like I said, I got shit going on in the streets, and I'm going through a divorce. Right. I'm back and forth in and out of the country, and I'm it's like, not your main focus. That's like, not my. Yeah, and yeah. I'm be honest with you, I'm be honest. I had my, I got made my first million before I was even in the music, like before I was really deep into the music shit. So I was like. If these bookings ain't what I really want them to be, or then they paying, you know what I'm saying? I'm not fucking with it. Um, and uh, dude ran with the his shit came out, and um, I got a lot of text messages like, "Yo, you hear Big Sean new thing?" I'm like, "Yo, that shit kind of hard." And they was like, "No, nigga, you really <laughs> listen to it, like really listen to it." And I'm like, and I listen and I, again because I produce and I write too. So I'm like, "Oh, this nigga got my whole cadence in the hook. Like, you got my cadence." Yeah. Dun, 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 bounce back. You hear my song? Nothing, eh, and he sped the beat up. I said, oh, okay, boom, that's how we rocking, right? So um, at the time, like I said, I'm going through divorce. My assets is frozen. That's another thing. My assets was frozen. So now um, I'm like, fuck, I got to go get this lawyer. So I went back to the streets to go get this money for the lawyer, put up some money for the lawyer, and just been in litigation ever since. You know what I'm saying? I've been in litigation ever since. So, uh, yeah, man, it's just, that was... That was a heart wrenching thing, man. And know I put in that work. That shit is OC. Was you like a fan of him before? That was the hard part. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm a lyrical guy, so I always fuck with Big Sean and, and you know the whole good music family. Crazy. Um, and Big yeah, Sean. you know what I'm saying. That was just it, it was a heart wrenching thing. That was a hard thing for me. But I started I, I, I learned because I was really bitter. I ain't gonna front. After going what I was going through, I was really going through it at that time. Like really going through it so to be like yo this nigga and then I'm watching it in all state commercials and it's like yo it ain't even like you know what I'm saying this nigga up 10 M's off this song like you know what I'm saying didn't remix it and say look shout out to you know what I'm saying and did y'all speak uh, nah, I didn't, but, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know I'm in the industry so I would be in certain rooms and they was just like yo you know who worked on the song and I'm like and he said Krishan and I'm like damn you know what I'm saying uh Krishan had opened for me long time ago out here. I threw a show, came back from L.A., me and my cousin. We had a show. Um, shout out to my dude K-City and my dude Jay Watts. But they had opened for us years ago, so I thought we was at least cool enough to where, you know what I'm saying, we could right. speak where you could be like, yo, uh, you know, I, that's hard. We we want to do something similar, you know what I'm saying? So I just got wind through the grapevine that it was him, that those those guys worked on the record, and ain't no slight to them, man. That just... That's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here and I'm not no clout chasing dude, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of cats nah, I want to clout yeah. chasing, but you know, do your own research. your art though, man. That's just different though. Yeah, that's yeah. shit. That's just like wow, yeah, man. But yeah, you know, man. I hear I hear that shit happens a lot in the industry in general, not even just with music. They say like people they just do that shit. Okay. I mean, it's and it's happened over and over again. He can attest to it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of juice and and them people know who they is in LA. They've been walking around <laughs> with the juice, man, that I didn't I didn't sprinkled on them. You know what I'm saying? Celebrities and all. Um, been getting it since I got out there, you know what I'm saying, um, out to L.A. So a lot of people I was intertwined with and ran with the juice, but it's all love, though, man, because, you know, we, we already had the mission and the goal, and now, you know what I'm saying, it's just time for them flowers to get, get thrown at me. That's it. Yeah, that's the best part about it, man. So, like, even, like, right now, like, 
Do you pay attention to anything that be going on here as far as like the entertainment scene? You know what I mean? In Minnesota? Yeah. Man, it's really been hard because uh, Minnesota will always be my home. I, I love this place, man. I, I was really groomed here. You know what I'm saying? But my hand has been in so many other markets. You know what I'm saying? Um, Canada, Vancouver is like my other home base, right? Yeah. And I was over there for about, um, British Columbia, I was over there for about eight years about no about damn about 10 years you know what i'm saying playing around in british columbia and built the fan base so i, I really the scenes that i'm always in I'm, I'm more kind of always keeping up but every you know i keep an ear out to the streets i hear about certain things going on in the city um and people doing their thing out here but i ain't been planted out here like That's i said right. musically i don't get booked out here like <laughs> i get booked other places like so would you if somebody did if somebody would book you would you come back here i mean of course i love i mean like i said man it actually it sometimes hurts because like i Probably said how you in gold room you know? i love i love i love the city man i really do you know what i'm saying even with all the chaos like i love the city my mom was an activist here rest in peace but so i really came up in the in the heart of it you know what right. i'm saying um grew up in shelters and all types of things so for me um you know, it hurts because I wish that the city, not even anything about me personally, because I hear a lot of people speaking on this. Um, it's just more about that camaraderie when I come back. That's why if, when I do come back and somebody hit me, if they do hit me, I'm I'm, I'm right there because I'm going to always support the city and anybody locally doing their thing or just what it is always, whether it's a barber, um, niggas with podcasts, uh, you know what I'm saying? But we got to do fair business yeah, and facts. we got to do honest business. When I say honest business, if you know that we ain't on the same plateau and I'm doing something for you. Let's acknowledge that. That's a fact. I Let's not try to act. High. Don't. I had niggas come to Minnesota from Minnesota act Hollywood me, and I live in Hollywood. Like, <laughs> whoa, that's crazy to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's Minnesota, man. That's the wildest shit ever. That shit hit me different. You literally like, see people you know. Like, you just, I just saw this motherfucker last week. He was kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. You he know, over here with two people who I don't really care to know. He. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know you see me, motherfucker. Like it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But so, but but at the same time, I get it because we we trying to in Minnesota. We're trying to emulate an you industry. If you want to too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> if, you need, if, if you need to, yeah. We trying to emulate an industry, right? That we don't know nothing about here. Ooh, right, damn. That's the psychological part to it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean to get too deep on y'all. Same shit he be saying. He be saying they don't know shit about. You don't know <laughs> nothing about it, right? So, but you're trying to emulate what you yeah. see, what you hear from other people. And he just be studying. He just be studying this shit and then be looking at these motherfuckers. He's like, that's not how these niggas. <laughs> the <real motherfuckers laughs> that's a fact. That's a Crazy. fact. But um, you know, so for me, I just look at it and I'm like, yo, how can I come here? And, you know, I do it sometimes, um, but now I'm at a point now where, I, you know, since I started my, that's why I started my consulting business, you know, I, I, after being independent and oh, having right? multiple, yeah. Send me that info so I can put that up. You, you still doing it right now? Man, consulting? Yeah. yeah that's, that's my main source of income oh, yeah. right oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> me yeah. advising people on Send brand branding, like marketing, artists. Like um, you know what I'm saying? How to really get you, because I've been, been sponsored by Maserati. I've been sponsored by some, partnered with some of the biggest car brands and that was my next question. you know what i'm saying like we we didn't really had our hands in a lot of different things and i've had to walk myself into these things when i went back to school and i learned corporate the corporate structure and just sitting in them rooms and looking over my own deals and sitting with lawyers paying lawyers 600 dollars to read me contracts and recording conversations and listening to it back like okay this is how this works so just paying for this knowledge and then now shit, i gotta charge you a little yeah, little, little, little something i ain't gonna know i'm not trying to hit people over the head but you know I'm definitely not not free unless unless the, again I'm mentoring you or there's some mentorship there. But I really want to see people win, and if people want to see themselves win, you got to pay for it. My whole career, I'm probably 
independently over a few million into my own career. So we just recouping at this point. You know, whether it's through right. the marketing thing so, or yeah. performing, we recouping. Said I done gave. It's time to get back now. Yeah, that's absolutely, the way, that's, the way, yeah. That's, <laughs> absolutely. The way, that's the way it should be though. Absolutely. I was watching. Uh, what, what was dude name? Jason Lee. I saw. I saw. Jason yeah, Lee. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw yeah. you do a podcast. Shout out to Jason him. Lee. That's my. That's my homie of like ten years, man. We. I mean. Shit, we didn't see each other really, really. Bro. Yeah, man, and it's a beautiful thing from him, really like struggling to get into this piece, kicking these doors down, and I'm, I'm watching it. You know, what I'm saying his when he first started his um, when he first started his um conglomerate, he had a, a thing called conglomerate group where it was like PR and all these different services, and um, you know, I was I was really up at the time. You know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. a, a few tickets, and I'm like, I, who would I want to hire for PR? And he was just getting started, and I'm like, damn, you know, I could really go to anybody. But let me keep this in-house. So, you know, right. I went to him, and he went on to do great things, man. Loving hip-hop, took that, yeah, flipped that into the Floyd Mayweather situation yeah, yeah. and the, getting, getting partnered with TMT. Doing and, He's doing his thing, for sure. Man, doing his thing, yeah. man. And he, and he, be honest with you, like, when I was just in L.A., I was just kicking it with him when we had a conversation, but the people that still keep people involved from your past, he could have been like, deuces. You know what I'm saying? I'm here, but I never did that to him, and he showed that little black. In LA, it's so easy to, to see people one day that don't got it, and then they got it, and they don't, like you said, they don't know you. That happened. That's the most Hollywood shit ever. Like, I'm down, you up, now I'm up, and now I don't crazy, even know you man. no more. And he never did that. He was always like, you know, when I hit him, FaceTime him, to this day, he gonna answer my phone, or I'm busy right now, I'm gonna call you right back. You know what I'm saying? Right. I hit him right after the drink champs. Like, yo, congratulations, my brother. Again, I don't call ask for nothing. It's hey, how you doing, brother? Everything good? Always responsive. So it's just a blessing to have these 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 resources and people that you can reach to. That's good it's to good. know that he really genuine like that, because he definitely be doing his thing. But yeah, yeah so, when I was watching it on there, man, you so you so like how'd you get into like the designing of the cars and shit, man? You said you did so you designed like explain. Yeah, that yeah. Shit, so like, so it's a crazy situation, man. I'm yeah. I'm big on manifestation. That's what got me out of here, right? Like you know what I'm saying? At 19 years old, I, I manifested the future me and my cousin Don was gonna have. We spoke about it every day in high school. You know, this was something we really spoke about. And to a point where, you know what I'm saying, we cut everybody off in high school. Like it would just be me and him. And we knew we would shake hands with everybody, but we left school early and didn't mess with nobody because we were so toned in and like, okay, we got to get here. How do we get here? So I manifested the car situation. My brothers, um, shout out to my brother Calvin and Keyshawn, my biological brothers from here. They they were the hands-on engine guys. But I always grew up like designing. Like I had a Celica that I, I like repainted and did the rims on and, you know, put TVs in it when it was just like, this is 2003. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we early in the game. Um, we early in the game with, with you know, uh, tuner car so when um i was in the market for a new car and i was uh went to maserati in in vancouver and they uh, the gm was talking to me we just having a brief conversation and i was just like damn it would be dope to like this would be like a dope partnership you know what i'm saying not to be funny anything they got the pitchfork <laughs> which was like the old gangster was so i was just like i was like yo you know what i'm saying like niggas can't see me in the mozzie that would be a whole different thing and i went yeah. to a car show and I met somebody that was like a designer and like car dude. He had been in magazines. He's a doctor from Vancouver and he happened to be from Vancouver where I was actually, um, had played college ball and was doing my thing musically. And I remember freestyling for like two hours. And then he was just like, yo, if you ever want to, you know, build a car or whatever, like I would love to have my hand in it with you and I'll give you the contacts and da 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 da. And he was like, yeah, you holler at me in a few years. And I was like, a few years. <laughs> I hit that nigga like three, <laughs> hit dude like three weeks later, like, I'm ready. He like, what? He's like, you even got the car. So once I knew he was on board, you know, I went to Maserati and started finessing. That's when I went back like, oh, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm at this name drop. Let me hit them with a plan, a marketing plan on how I could actually um, end up taking their brand. Because Maserati, I went and actually looked at, and a lot of people don't do this. I went and actually look at how Maserati was performing. They, their stock was starting to dip a lot, right? And I started looking at their demographic, and I'm like, yo, there's all older white people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why are you missing out? There's so many young black entrepreneurs, entertainers that we're missing out on the market because you don't market to us. I said, let me be the guy who actually step in, make this car super dope. It's already a dope car. I'm a su really super dope, take right. it to these car shows, but I really did it to actually get my music out because I knew once I got on a car platform, I was going to negotiate with all the car brands and all of the uh, car shows and say, look, I'm not bringing my car here because it was the first of its kind. I did a wide body Mazi. Um, so it was the first of its kind. They let me design my own rim. Um, Liberty Walk, shout out to Liberty Walk as well. They were one of my first sponsors that I hopped on. And they was like, yo, we're going to do a body, a one-off body kit. We don't, it hasn't hit America yet, so you'll be the first one with it. So all anybody in the car industry start getting wind that, yo, this dude just got the Maserati partnership. And yeah, now he got one and one. This is a one of one. So have my initials on it. I'm like, I'm with my initials on it and everything. So I'll let you put your initials on it too. Oh, bro, oh, I, it was my car. Like I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, so that nigga, you know, that put, the GTA customization. Yeah, on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he put the initials on the car, man. It took it every car show performed, and uh, you know that you know every industry got its try. You know, got its pitfalls. I ended up getting blackballed after like six months. Me and the dude that bought me in, the dude that bought me in, uh, tried to get over on some money. I ain't gonna say his name, but he tried to get over. On, actually, dig it over. He got like fifty thousand out of me and my other business partner, and we both were like, and so um. He for everybody. Well, he no, he tried to. That's that was that's the that's the that's the dope part about the story is that you know the triumph of of somebody trying to ruin you and then you actually going on to do what you said you're gonna do. <laughs> so I was everything was on halt for like a lot for for a few months. I try to show up to car shows and they not. No, you can't come. You know what I'm saying? We, my manager emailing like yo, we, he has the one on one car. Like this is gonna be the spectacle. And they like nah, we can't. You know what I'm saying? I'm oh. like. Had Shit. to find out through, you know, uh, some higher powers that he had blackballed me. And I'm like, damn, like, all right, so how do I get my name clean? Because I wasn't, he had the sponsors. How was that like, how was that like initial feeling? Like, like really getting blackballed? Like, yo, what the but, fuck? But, but the thing, but the thing was, so he tried to make claims that like, I got on some gangster stuff with him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, because he owed this money. But so he basically finessed the sponsors, right? Mm -hmm. He told me that the sponsor, first when he told me when you get the card, the sponsorships are free. I got everything. I'm going to get the body kit for you, free this Grimm's. Like, they going to design your own room. You know what I'm saying? He sold me on the whole thing. But I didn't know he was, you know what I'm saying? He, then later on, he like, as soon as I got the car and we start getting some of the pieces, he like, yo, it's going to cost this. They didn't. They said it wasn't. I'm just like, yo, you said free. So, boom, <laughs> cough up, you know what I'm saying? Cough up the money or whatever. And um, and uh, pretty much um, he tried to say that he designed a car. And I'm like, yo, I got all the design stuff. Like, it has my initials on it. Like, it's a one, it, the color code on it, everything is like, it's unique because I was combining all types of shit was going on in the, in the designing process. Hey, show, well, yeah, you, show me a picture of that shit, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll show yeah, you, yeah, I'll yeah. probably show you a picture real quick. <laughs> Let me see this spaceship, goddammit. Like a nah, wide body. Man. A wide body joint. Um, oh, that shit's crazy. So that's, the, that's one of the pictures right here. Hold up. That shit white as fuck. Yeah, man, we could sit on the ground. Had the hydraulics yeah, that on shit, it. Hot, yeah, that shit's white as shit. Um, it was white at first. I had it. I had it white at first. We, we won every car show we was at too. We, we took first place at every car show we did. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it was just a whole lot of a whole lot of shit came with it. Is the point, and um, we ended up straightening my name out, man, and and going on to do some dope shit, and you know what I'm saying, um, 
Yeah, that was for about four or five years. We rocked heavy, man. Got to travel all around the, uh, the U.S. and Canada with, with my car, so. That shit, that shit dope, man. Like, you just, you know what I mean? Like, that's, you literally made, like, not something out of nothing with that. You know what I mean? Like, did, you probably didn't even think it was going to go that far. Well, I mean, I know no, you I said, did. You said, I did. You, you said manifestation, so clearly. Yeah, you yeah, no, I had, you know what I'm saying? I definitely was, I definitely had it, had, I don't do nothing without knowing the end goal, right? So I don't really think, I, I believe things could happen, mm -hmm. but in your subconscious, it's there. So I make it in my, I make it in my conscious and my subconscious. I'm really, I'm going to write it down or I'm going to think about it thoroughly and then I'm going to actually Everything? go. Huh? Yeah, I mean, because before I took the meeting, I already knew how I was going to finesse that. You know what I'm saying? I already knew how I wanted the car to look right. that was going to be like, oh, shit. Like, my car was next to Bugatti's. People he know, we be riding around in the Mazi. People was in Bugatti's stop. Like, yo, what the fuck is yeah. that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? So I already, I just knew it was going to have that impact. Um, but again, like, I had my hands in a lot of other stuff, too. So it was just like, I was hard to balance at, at the time. Right, right. All right, man. Speaking, uh, I'm I'm earlier. You brought up Jason Lee on the drink champs. Speaking of drink champs, man, in general, man. You watched that Kanye interview? I did, I did, I did, I did. How you feel about it? You watched the um, whole thing. I did watch the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. I mean, I feel a lot of ways about it. Um, I feel like um, there was some definitely a lot of ignorance in it. You know, and I say ignorance just because um, there was not a lot of there was a lot of stuff that he said that wasn't factual, and there's a lot of stuff he said that was factual. And I think that you got to listen to somebody. Fully before you make opinions, we got a lot of people taking clips out of context. Yeah. So I listened to the whole thing in its entire entirety, and it was a lot of his opinion, which is dope because that's what we shouldn't be judging people on their opinion. And I, I could see how some people were hurt by it, but if you really listen to the sentiments of what he was saying and his own experience, you really couldn't knock it because this is just man experience. Just like I just telling you about my experience, right. that's my experience. So we can't really knock somebody's factual experience because it's my opinion mixed with real events that happen. And as long as I'm stating the real events that happen and the things that I have receipts for, then you really, that's not something you can combat me on. I don't know why that's a whole, why we're arguing about this man's experience and his, his expertise in this lane with him. For him, this is how he, how he feels. How, well, not even just how he well, feels. Like, like the man just seen the ins and outs and the pitfalls of the industry from the high to the lowest. So if you, like, that's a hard thing to combat somebody who's been watching and studying the game as long as he has. So now when he makes his opinion uh, based upon the facts and things that has went on in his life, we can't fault him for that. And that's where it comes to me where it's like it's being blown out of context. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Even when they took it down, you know what I mean? Like when uh, Revolt took it I mean, I, I know they why. They had to, though. I, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I know why. They had to. When I saw that lawsuit thing, uh, it was probably the lawsuit. You know Diddy owns – some yeah, yeah. Some revolt. He's talking shit about. He said. He said, "Fuck Diddy." I'm like, "Come on, bro." I'll be honest. I would. Yeah, take that shit down now. <laughs> but no, no, no. I don't even think it's because of that though. He's what he was speaking on, and that's the so he. The, they made his point the by. Jewish, the they thing, made yeah. his point by doing that, right? They made his point by doing that. They made his point by doing that. Did you see the next episode with Boozy? They talking about uh, sex trafficking, pimping. Why is that nah. okay to be on there though? Exactly, exactly, and I and I think like, it's okay to be on there because it's still his experience. But you gotta, you gotta, it's a widespread. You can't say this and then that. But it's all about the destruction of the black culture anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can we destroy? They know it's gonna be two percent that rise to the top, but the other ninety eight percent, they're gonna be able to keep their foot on your neck um, with that with, with with that type of that type of uh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. The type of content entertaining. You know, people, because why? We, you know, at the end of the day, like negative attention still is going to garner the most eyes. It's, it's, it's the wildest shit. You could say, like, yo, say something peaceful in the morning, right? Yo, uh, 
I do it every morning. If you look at my stuff, I, I see the difference to when, Man. and I see the difference to when I say. And I only, I only say nothing negative. But I see when I say something controversial on my Instagram versus what was up? when what yo God is shit? love. Da 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 da. They they people certain people would tune in, but they don't want to. They don't, wildest shit ever. they don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about the negative thing and then say God and use God as like the like the like the uh like the screen, right? right it's like right. God's everything. And then you go and it's like, nah, I'm really tuning into this negative <laughs> shit for th- 23 hours out the day. Got my little five minutes that I talk about God and Facts. I'm back to the bullshit. Like that's how that shit be, man. Social media is like it's really like the I told I told somebody the other day, I feel like I'm in the Matrix, nigga. Oh, well, like, you are. I feel like I'm and walking you are. around and I feel like you, you you know how like the nigga Morpheus was just walking around all cool and shit with them weird ass glasses, like Neo doing that shit. You I are feel like that, my niggas. I'd be like, the Kanye shit's a perfect example. Watching everybody get emotional about how this nigga like this is And, all, and the crazy thing is you're getting them and, and this is why you know I you know way more late. Even like Charleston White when I, when he says certain things, that funny. no, he's funny as shit. But he says some real shit though, like he's like Kanye almost. Why are you gonna feel, develop feelings about Kanye West and you ain't develop feelings about motherfuckers that's in your real life? So we sitting here, you have a motherfucker talk about for two hours what Kanye did and what he could have did better, but you ain't talked about what you could have did better for your cousin, for your aunt, for your kids, for your sister. So you having deep conversations about shit that you don't got no control above and know nothing about. It's one thing if you're in the industry. These people aren't even in the industry that got fucking opinions. So you sitting here having two and three hour conversations about what Kanye said, but you're not a part of the industry and you still got shit that's going on in your personal life you ain't dealt with. Man, I saw a bona fide crackhead say, yo, I can't believe Kanye did that. <laughs> I said, he said, I said <laughs> nigga, what? <laughs> nigga, nigga really just said, yo, yo, you know what? I'm done with Kanye. I just, I'm done with him. I can't do this no more. Like, y'all don't know how stupid they sound? Yo, bro, they sound so fucking stupid. I'm like, yo, shut wild, the fuck up with that shit. That's why, like, me personally, bro, I'm a firm believer. I don't like, I didn't like when they uh, kicked every, like, even when they kicked off Farrakhan, Trump, nah, uh, Alex I'm Jones. Not. I didn't like when they did but that. But we're in the I'm matrix. like, let them niggas talk. Let we're them. in the matrix. You can't. I mean, Alex, all right, all they told Alex us already. Jones was wild. He was. He was wild, but, <laughs> but all, still, of, all of it is still so within shit. free speech. And I always find that it's funny that you can say anything about anybody else. Like you could talk about black people to the fucking dirt. I mean. This Africa's a shithole. African Americans ain't shit. Black people, blah, 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 they're savage. They're all these types of things. But when we speak about any other group that's outside of us, look Racist, at the heat that come. Serious. But I mean, I, it's because we don't have our own. Mm. So back to and I, again, I'm not, I'm not Muslim. I'm not even religion. I just stick to the truth. But back to what Farrakhan said, which is, you gotta have your own. So that's why you know again even being here is is when he said oh you know it's a homie got his own I'm like his own oh man we got to come check him out oh, yeah for sure right because uh-huh. that's what we support and people having their own I didn't sign to a label when I had multi he know I had deals on the table I've been having deals on the table for the last motherfucking seven eight years I went broke and didn't sign a deal I want my own and you can't give me what I already didn't had in my pocket that's right crazy you said that yeah like because I remember when I first started doing this I didn't like. I ain't even, like, I ain't have my own camera, bro. I had, Word. I had, like, a homegirl who, like, kind of pursued me to do this shit, helped me out a lot. She came and just, you know, would shoot, edit, all that oh, shit. Oh, dope. But, yeah, and still, she, but I said you're own, but once you're, but once you're. I had to get to that point. point yeah, I yeah. To, I got to a point where it's like, I want to record. It's like, I got to call her. 
I got to get my own. own you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but, but even that, but even when you say your own, she's a part of your inner circle. So now that's your ecosystem. You think mm-hmm. I'm saying? So now, yeah, she showed you so you could do it on your own, mm-hmm. but that's still a part of your own. He, I cut my own hair when he's not around, right? But watching him cut my hair for years and years and years. Kind of learned a little something. Yeah. Now I could do my own, but that don't mean that he's not a part of my, so when I come home, he cut my hair. But, and just like if you needed her to, she probably would still come back and help oh, you, but fact, you don't yeah. need it no more, but that's still your own because that's your inner circle. But that's what we're talking about, creating our own con- conglomerate where it's, yeah, we would, we could work on our own or I can decide to work with you, but it's still our own. Right, that's real. Honestly, hey, this nigga is good at this consultant shit, man. You know, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dope at this shit. Really, real talk. I downplayed myself for a long time because I really wanted. I'm not a person. That's how I even felt about music. Like when I first started doing music, I was I didn't speak highly on myself. I didn't really speak at all. I just said I do music, or I would did for a long time. I said I didn't even do music, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna speak on it until I'm nice, right? And when I'm nice, you gonna know I'm nice and that confidence. And but only that, the way I pursue it is gonna be different. So I didn't want to speak on consulting until I actually went into the field. And I've been consulting my whole life. Realistically, you know what I'm saying. What I did for him was consulting, right? You know what I'm saying. Turning him into a a, a, a household name, a celebrity barber. That, that was consulting, and I didn't charge him anything for it, but I started to realize, okay, my value was all around the board. I didn't make millionaires. I didn't help niggas get hundreds of thousands of dollars, help niggas get into careers. Now I got to start, like I said, but I had to actually go out and do it, and that's the difference between the new generation and the old is you honed your skills at when I came up. You honed them. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't speak on them until you honed them. That's a fact. Right? You didn't say you was nice and too. Niggas really seen you go through the dirt. Now we do, you know what I'm saying? We get one viral, viral video and we're like, nigga, I'm the nicest. It's oh, like, man, nah. I, welcome to other Twin Cities, man. <laughs> That's why they need me. I'll be humble. I'll be humbling Please do. And, you, and I, I appreciate like, yeah. you doing that because know what you're not, people aren't doing you, a, people are doing you a disservice if they are calling you to go after you do. I have plenty of accolades, right? But until, and that still doesn't make me the goal, right? right? You got to continue to work. It's not about what you did Yesterday, it's about what you continue to do. So you have to have a track record of work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not two weeks of being hot, not two months of being hot. I got 15 years, tw- actually, really 20 years of this of this line of work. So I'm gonna speak on it in a way that I know that I'm confident and I can help whoever do this. You know what I'm saying? Or at least get their mind wrapped around how to do this. You being away for that long and shit, two, 15 years and shit, like, what's, like, the biggest thing? Because I, I, we, we talked about it earlier. You said the support systems, why you even kind of got up out of here. What's the difference you see from the support where you've been at versus here? And, like, well, and why do you think it's like that? Yo, I'm not even going to hold you, like. These niggas here is weird. I know, but I'm, this is the coldest part. Like, when I went to L.A., bro, like, I ain't never got so much love, like. Bro, I'm talking about, like, it almost felt like as soon as I got out there, it was just, like, I got embraced. You know what I'm saying? And he'll tell you, like, like I'm talking about wherever hood we in, like, niggas fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And it got to a point where I'm like, okay, what is the common denominator? I've always been who I've been. The core of me is always going to remain the same, humble, no matter what. But I just seen that people, they didn't have a scarcity mindset, Right? Because they realized opportunity out there was in abundance. So, right? So, yeah. imagine one label come here. I had that same problem in college, in high school. So, we only got one division, one college. We got to think about that. And it goes the same with the industry, right? There might be a plug here for the industry, but it might be one plug, two plugs, right? So, you got 5,000 niggas fighting over a plug that comes in and out of town every once in a while. Even when I was in the, the dope game, it was the same thing. 
to get good weed to get good dope, you had to find the real connect. The real one, not the, the real one, fake one, not, not the, the fake one, right? So it's like when you when you see that, and it's like okay, it becomes scarcity. You got niggas that'll kill you over a pack. Right, you got niggas that to step on your neck because yeah, I'm gonna hook you up with so and so, and they don't go hook you up with so because they gotta hook themselves up. Right. That's a scarcity mindset, and I never had it. Thank God to my mama, rest in peace. I never had it, right? Because I always knew it was enough for me. It's enough for GP. There's enough for you. There's enough for him, her, whoever. There's enough for all of us out here. I never had that, so I, it was always weird to me that niggas would undercut me when I did something. Niggas would speak down on me because I never was that tight. So when I went to LA, it was just like. I'm like, damn, six months of being out here, niggas fuck with me. I got a deal. Like, fast forward, you know what I'm saying, to my Nike campaign. Like, I wasn't even signed with an agency. Went to a Nike audition. They fucked with me so heavy. I did one shoot, and then they kept me on for the rest of the year. You know what I'm saying? Made up six figures through Nike. It was just like, oh, these people fuck with me. So when I would come home, niggas would say what up, or I'm going to pull up on you and don't. I'm like, damn, like, I know y'all. Yeah, but I mean, no, people would, but it's superficial. People would come fuck with me when I got the bottles, of course. But I'm talking about when I would come home and I'm like, yo, let's just chill and or let's put a plan together. Niggas don't want to plan nothing. They want to say, nigga, I got it all planned out for you. That's what they want. You know what I'm saying? Me to come home and say, hey, man, you know I got the deal for you. You know I got the studio time for you. You know I got the money for you. You know I got the clothes for you. Like, it's not realistic. I got the clothes for you. You know what I'm saying? Everything laid out. That's what they want. And you know, you know I'm not lying. He laughed because he know I'm not lying. <laughs> Niggas want you to be like, you know what I'm saying? Even as if it, because I learned how to shoot videos. I learned how to edit videos. I learned how to do this whole thing. So when you learn how to do that, I start working on the other side of the camera because I want to see how the artist side is. I want to see, okay, when I go shoot for an artist, is he expecting me to be the end all be all? Right. You're expecting me to shoot this shit, have the locations, you know what I'm saying? Whatever to make your shit look dope, but you're not willing to do nothing. And you're not willing to come with a real budget to make your shit look like this. So Niggas don't even have no real plan. They just got a weak-ass dream. Like, nigga, what's... What's the end goal? What, like, think about Other this. than clout, what's the end goal? Man, Other bro. than clout, what's the end goal? Other than clout, what's the end goal? To me, to, to me I told like I, I told this story on Facebook the other day. Like, I had an artist who I never even heard of. He randomly sent me $300 for an interview. I sent mm. it back. I sent it back. Like, I don't even like your music. I don't even, mm. like, d- d- these are things that they yeah, do. He, you think, he thought just because I have a podcast. A platform, I, yeah. He thinks that, oh, this is how, this ain't how I'm running the thing. I like to talk. It's a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and absolutely. And, and I like to crack jokes, all types of shit. So it's like, I had to kind of regulate to the artist here. Like, first off, I don't, you don't even take your, yourself serious as an artist. Fact, like, fact. I'm asking fact. this. I, then, then you know, he, he started arguing with me. So at this point, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have fun with this. And I'm like, all right, so uh, where's your uh, channel at? You go on Spotify. You got a SoundCloud. Where's all this yeah. shit? Yeah. Oh, I'm working on that. It's like, man, get the fuck out of here, dude. You're not serious. With a yeah. Mo- yeah. Like a crazy gif from like the Godfather <laughs> or some shit. Like, just looking at him, like, what are you doing, bro? But then I, then I'm mad. Then, then I caught the nigga sneak dissing me. You know what I mean? Yo, these these guys that have these platforms think they're all this and that. I'm like, because nah, I didn't I want to your pick money. And, but no, but only I that I get to money. pick and choose who I want to work with. People don't see, and that's but that's the, also the thing of scarcity. But it's also, and that's what I I realized too, because I would come home and people would be like. Uh, well, you don't always want to work with niggas. Nah, like, I get to be selective on who I work with. Like, I get to do that. Just because I'm local, I came from here and you came from here, I still get to choose 
who I want to work with and is it good for my brand. It's because you don't know what your brand is exactly. and who you want beside your brand. That's why your brand look crazy because you rapping with this person, that person. That shit don't even fit in the same lane. It just sounds stupid, bro. And they want and and that's the thing. They don't even think about that. And I'm thinking about that. And then y'all want me to have a conversation with y'all. Send them people over to me for consultations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely might have to be. Them niggas need God. They need God. Just have my name flash across the screen yeah, with my email right and you know my what? number, oh, man. Bro, he got He's going to help you, for real. Because, <laughs> yo, 32 years old, you talking about guns. Guns and just like, yo, at the end of what the day, doing? you're doing the same thing that what everybody else is doing, doing, expecting different results, bro. It's a young man's game. He's 16 doing that. He probably got way more active... People that believe in that bullshit because they young, they don't really know no better. Absolutely, you thirty two. We looking at your old ass like get trying on to do what the young take dudes care do. Of your family, nigga. Like what are you? Yeah, doing? and that's and that's what I even told. I told one of my other homies. He's my age or whatever, and he just started his music career out here, you know, and he's been doing the local scene a lot. And I've been telling him, I'm like, yo, you can't do what all the rest of these niggas doing, man, and expect a different result. And I know it may feel good to come through and get love from a few people here and there. But you got to have a way about you that separates you from a pack. You know what I'm saying? I knew that early with basketball. I'm 5'11". I want to play Division One basketball. I want to go to the NBA. was entertaining the NBA at one point. How am I going to jump from this kid at this small school to here? I got to separate myself. I got to do things that people aren't doing. You know what right. I'm saying? I walked on the schools. People don't understand. Like right. I walked in the sky, man. I go to. I had. Five, I didn't went to five different colleges. I ended up graduating from Capilano and. Um, in, in British Columbia But I had walked on To multiple different schools I offered from USC To UNLV Long Beach State But it And that didn't come from Me no Nothing but going to open gyms And going to certain workouts See. So you gotta put yourself In a different realm That's it Same thing with music Put yourself in a different place You know what I'm saying Where people can see you And be like Okay he a little different it's different Yeah Cause he different. here is, I ain't gonna lie Not even here It seemed like In the whole fucking yeah. world yeah. It's like the same shit. This nigga, little something, little 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 this, little that, little this. I'm tired of hearing perk thirty. Uh, but music 30. about to change again, bro, bro. That, this whole thing with the Kanye, and this is why, like, I don't. The Kanye West thing is is um, something to be examined, but it's not to be examined on what he said. It's it's to be examined on where things are going. That's what people don't understand. You're so focused on what he said, but you're not understanding that what, what this saying? means, where this going forward, where does shit go from here, right? Hey, hey, what, what do you think will happen right now if, like, say, like, uh, all the drill rappers, right, quote-unquote drill rappers, what if they all started, like, getting on some common shit? Like, these niggas what, like, no, that, that was what I was going to say. But, but that's what I was going to say. You just see what happened in Jamaica, right? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did so, see that. So that's, I did you bring up an interesting point, and I've been saying that. this. Yeah. I said this. I told I my man this that. a while ago, they right? They said he banning all that shit. They're not you can't, none of so, so, I don't know if you remember in the 90s, the same thing happened with music. It took a shift, a conscious shift. You couldn't have guns. They blurred out everything. I don't know if you remember that. I beg you. So I came up in that time and I and I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I came from Crucial Conflict, uh, Twister, uh, 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 Bone Thugs and Harmony. And then I'm like, damn, these niggas all had pistols. Then you seen it change because it was like, yo, we got to stop this killing. We got to. And it, it made it so you couldn't have it. Then you had YouTube, that, which allowed it to open the gates again. Yeah, they brought it back. That's a free enterprise, right? right? And then that became so hot that they had to take the content off YouTube and go to the channels with it. Again, to do what, though? To get the drill rappers and pull them back into that space. But we're going through another time where shit is starting to be censored in YouTube. I'm, niggas can't even say the F word Bro, on YouTube like I that, right? I have to like blank out certain things I say on there. Like you can't cuss that many times. I told you, you cannot cuss that many times in, uh, in a row on YouTube. Yeah. I, yeah. So, so either it goes back to us, um, having our own or it's, 
going over to YouTube and saying, hey, we're going to start starting to censor some of our, our, our content. And that's when the music industry changes to me because at that point, you got to start rapping about different things. So I don't think it's going to stay in this pocket forever. Shit, and man. I think it's going to change very, very soon. And I'm I think happy. people got to get changed. Uh, me too. Because me too. it's so easy to say the shit they saying. I'll be listening to shit like, all I hear is like, damn, this producer cold as fuck. Why is weak ass rapping on this beat? That's all I but hear. But even as producers, like, like me being in Hollywood, I'm I'm listening. This is a lot of copy and paste with everything, right? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So as you see in the copy and paste era with producers and rappers, this is like, yo, how do we get to a place where it's like, I miss growing up and we were all individuals. You didn't look at Outkast like you looked at 50. You didn't look at 50 like you looked at a fabulous. Right. You didn't, so, and, but these people all existed in the space of hip-hop. So if they all existed in the space of hip-hop in a unique in a unique way, why do we have now so many littles of everything? And that's acceptable. Well, it's acceptable because now it's the machine running everything, right? Right. So we got to, you know, I think that um, we got to get back to this. The podcasting, I think, is going to open up the intersection for individuality again because now it's going to have you, you're going to see a person have to talk this, and then when they get on their music, are they really talking that shit that we were talking in the interview? Right. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was going to say, yeah. Probably wrap it up like two minutes. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, that that and and it's a, it's a it's actually where the real matrix is gonna be. Right now, we're in a we're in a I wouldn't say a fake matrix, but we're in that uh, beginning phase. No, we're in the conditioning phases of the matrix right now. Web three, yeah, but every platform that is big like that, like a Web three, it's got to be sanctioned. Like crypto was wild wild west, right? Mm -hmm. And I was telling people forever, we're gonna be able to get this money forever. I said, nah, get this money while you can, because. <laughs> They're going to regulate it. This this is the beginning of everything. You know what I'm saying? Web3 is unregulated. So you got people going like it was raping a girl or whatever in the, on the, on one of the simulation games or whatever. I don't know if you know about that. It was like um, was one of the virtual reality games on Web3 where a girl got raped in the metaverse. Wow. Right? And it became like a thing. You can look it up. It became a thing. Yeah, and so it became the talk of are we gonna, how are we going to regulate Web3 going forward. Well, it's going to be like a matrix. You're going to have to plug in. To what you plug into, and you know, depending on, and it's the same thing with video games, right? When you log on online and you're on there for nine hours, you're plugged in. Even our, even our, you're even, plugged in. Even our like, fucking phones, man. We're and is that, I'm constantly plugged, so I'm really shit, gonna nigga. go off this shit for like I want to go off for like two, three months in a minute. I'm trying to work on this content setup thing and scheduling this content where I can really uh, get off this shit for mm -hmm. and let it auto this do shit its ain't thing. Healthy, bro. This shit is not healthy, bro. I nah. literally sit back and I'll be like, why the Fuck, do I got my phone in my hand? I just looked at this bitch like two minutes ago. Ain't nothing happening. I went to school for business and sociology. So the sociology is a study of the macro and the, the social and micro. Dilemma. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So studying that, my mom, again, therapist, god mom and my real mom. So it's like I grew up with the psychology understanding. I went to school for sociology because I like the study of community and how people interact. The same thing so I you, do too. Oh, word, word, yeah, dope. I like talking to people. That's why I sit back and I, I know when the motherfucker's lying too. I'm like, yeah, oh, this lying ass nigga. <laughs> So I good. <laughs> but no, that social condition is real, man. We plugged in, and like I said, I'm trying to. I'm looking for a way out and a way to actually uh, take a year, use content over a year that can disperse for two or three years. That way, I could hands off of hands it. off of it, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we, and I think that's where the smart people gonna come in when you don't addict to. You can actually unplug from the shit and say, "Hey, it's on auto." 
You know what I'm saying? And it's making money and I have somebody that's making sure it's making money and they're taking the percentage of it for making sure it's making money. But they love being in the Matrix. I don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you man, know what, like, man, what you just said, I recently had to have, I, I got two people helping me with like the the Say No More Instagram. Mm. I got my own personal one now. I was like, bro, I'm tired of tying in my personal shit and with this, you too know what much. I'm saying? It's so too It's much. too much. So I was like, yo, can y'all help me with this shit? I was like, two people, yo, y'all post what y'all want to post. What a, you don't have to even have no deep captions. Yeah, just no, absolutely. Just make it about what you know. What I like to talk about on this on this particular page. You know, what man, I mean? that's just dope. That you. Simple. That's that's dope, man. That's, that's so shit. forward thinking of you, yeah, dog. That's bro, that's that forward shit. thinking. So of you. I'm like, oh shit, I can just post my own shit now. Yeah, cool. Like that's like the best feeling, man. Real shit. Real yeah, it's shit. all good. Yeah, it's all good. It, it, uh, is it empty? Empty. Okay. Shit. Hold on, real quick. You said what? I was gonna say yeah, we can uh, wrap it up real quick okay, too. Back. But uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm already knowing. It's, you you can get pictures though. Yeah. All right, we can do that shit. But nah, man. So uh, in closing, so like, what's some uh, some things you uh you kind of working on in 2022? You know what I mean? Like, what's new right now? <clears throat> to fin to finish the year out, man. Um, my cousin Don is actually working on a movie right now. Um, I don't even know if I was supposed to be talking about this, but he's working on a movie right now. But we, it's dope because he's actually going to shoot the movie in Minnesota. He just did a movie, uh, oh, a big picture movie. Check it out. It's called North of the Ten. And it's, it's, it's a resemblance of our life a little bit in L.A. Um, more of his personal experience. Uh, but North of the Ten that's on BET Plus. Y'all go check that out. Um, but he's working on another movie right now that I'm, I'm working on some music for. Um and they're going to shoot it out here. I, I want to say like February, March, they're still working on the date, but um, they're trying to get the production for that together. And uh, so I'm going to work on some, some music for that um, project, maybe even make a cameo in it. Um, also, I have a project with my my business partner, um, DK. Shout out to DK, man, on Vancouver. I'm working on a, a joint um, like R&B rap project with him. And then I got my project Reflections of D'Angelo redropping the deluxe version of that. Uh, probably at the end top of the year. I usually drop around my birthday every year, December fourth. So I end up dropping around that time. And yeah, man, um, a tour. I want I want to go on a, a media tour and a, and, a, and, a, and a music tour. Do some cities. We looking at the UK right now, and, and definitely throughout Canada, and then touch a few places in the in the US as well. Oh, man, that's dope. So you kind of already got it figured out. Like you said, you write yeah. everything down, man. man. You don't play no games, down, man. Everything in line, man. It's just timing and, and, and God's 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 grace. That's Cause, it. Because even even here, you about to you about to leave town tomorrow. Ain't yeah, you? I'm on. Oh, oh, no, I'm actually leaving Monday. I'm headed to Vegas. Okay, I'm heading to Vegas and then L.A. Then back up to British Columbia for a show. So yeah, keep on grinding, man. Make sure you bring R and B back. I appreciate niggas you like Diddy me, talking man. about his dead. I'm like, fuck you, Diddy. It, 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 it is. It is. See, he's just confused. What, what Kanye say? Fuck you, fake tough niggas. Meek Mill, Diddy. <laughs> That's wild, man. But no, nah, man, just keep uh, keep I on, appreciate yeah, you, keep man. on striving, man. Because like, even like your energy, bro, you a real positive person. I oh, literally, I, I can just you. tell the energy's good. So, and I appreciate you having me continue doing your thing, man. And again, I'm gonna support any way that I can support, bro. Yes, um, anytime I'm back in town, we'd love to check in with you, family. Yes, sir. We we'll chop it up. That's man. all you love, know, we man. It. We That's all it. love, sure, absolutely, man. man. Appreciate you, bro. For absolutely, sure, man. brody. All right, man. We out. Say no more.